It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. I'm John Ledyard, your host from over at FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sykema from PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but is fresh off of cheating on the box with the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> and watching Blake Bortles run his team to a playoff victory over the Buffalo Bills, 88 yards on the ground. Trevor, what do you think about Blake's performance? Uh, Blake's performance was not good, uh, <laughs> certainly. Um, but that was the first playoff game I think I've ever been to in my life. And so huh. we, uh, I have a couple of friends up in Jacksonville, so I met them early. We did the whole crazy, you know, playoff game tailgating thing the day or right before the game, and then obviously getting to see. All the anticipation. It wasn't very. It wasn't really a great football game. I don't know how many people <laughs> expected it to be a great football game, but uh, very cool to see people so invested in it. Um, Both sides, really, that, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a playoff. You know, yeah. whether whether you're good or not, you're as invested as you possibly can be in a yeah. winner and go home thing. So, and both uh, sides, both teams, both teams have been bad for the. I mean, vast majority of our lives. <laughs> right, Jaguars right. And, and, uh, no, it was Bills, fun. So. It was it, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to go up there and, and witness playoff football for the first time. So yeah, uh, I uh, I feel like your first time being with the Bucks would have made a little more sense. But then you know, go out, go hire John Gruden or something if you want your fans. You know, they got to go elsewhere for playoff games. It's just the way that it is. Um, although I guess you can't hire Gruden for a hundred mil, huh? Yeah, that's um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just classic Raiders move. Classic, dude. Classic <laughs> Raiders. And the thing is, is that you know when as we've been kind of doing the story because Peter reports kind of been behind the scenes on mm-hmm. it for yeah uh, long time before everything else. We were told that this was going to be what he was going to shoot for. He was go- We were we were told a while ago that he was going to shoot for ten mil a year. Right. Um, we actually knew that kind of right when we broke the story this summer. Right. And then as we got closer to the date, you know, in the beginning of December, we're kind of talking to people here and there and they're like, yeah, he's going to, he's, he's probably going to go for a 10 year, 10 mil contract. And we're like, no way. What? There's no <laughs> way. Only and, the Raiders. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the order of operation is he probably had talked to the Buccaneers about it first. And probably threw this number out there. They were obviously not interested. And then they probably went back to the Raiders. And the Raiders went. And they probably said, hey, you know. They probably did their leverage work. And were probably like, you know, the, the Buccaneers are mulling over, you know, this this many years, this amount of time. And the Raiders probably like, all right, 10 years, 10 million. Let's do it. Sign it now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Some things no never team, change. No other team in the NFL. I, I honestly that. believe that. I honestly believe you're right. No other team. Uh, we got a mock draft Monday. We got a lot to talk about. So let's get to it. Mock draft Monday. I'm doing the odds. You're doing the evenings. This is evens. This is a predictive mock draft. So not what we necessarily think will happen or what we think should happen. We'll get to that throughout the next several months uh, in a plethora of ways. But what we think will happen as of January, what's today? 8th, 2018. Cleveland Browns on the clock. 0 and 16. 
and they're going for a quarterback. And I think what will happen is that they'll draft Sam Darnold with the first overall pick. I think they should draft Josh Rosen, but I think they will draft Sam Darnold with the first overall pick. Let him develop behind Alex Smith after they trade for him. And, yeah, that's how I think Cleveland starts off the draft. Okay. Number two, I got the New York Giants. New York Giants can kind of go uh, – we've talked about this before. They could go kind of a plethora of different ways Mm -hmm. depending on how their new GM, David Gettleman, wants to kind of – or is he officially the GM or is he something else? Is he like a president? Is, no, but is he like a is he like a president of football ops oh. or like uh, I never? It's yeah, it's all the know. same thing. He's a guy who makes decisions in a big office. There you there go. You know. there you so go. I actually think that they're going to pull the trigger on Saquon Barkley. Uh, oh, I think, that, I think that we're going to get to a point as this draft season goes on to where, especially right after the combine, man, and after his pro day, this dude is such an athletic freak that. I think that, w- that that the teams are going to see his numbers, um, his 40 times, uh, how high he can jump, how far he can jump, how much he can bench press, all of this stuff, and they're going to they're gonna convince themselves that it's kind of worth it here. So uh, the Giants need a consistent running back, kind of get him in the same area up there with Penn State and New York. Makes sense. Get fans right away. I think they're taking Saquon Barkley. That's interesting because it wasn't Gettleman was with the Panthers during the last draft. He got fired in the summer, I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. so he drafted Christian McCaffrey in the right. first round. And a lot of people, I mean, you and I thought that was a reach, but, um, you know, he, he clearly isn't afraid to take a running back eye. Um, so yeah, Saquon Barkley, the giants at number two, number three to the Colts. I don't think this pick should even be, if Andrew Luck's healthy, they're drafting Bradley Chubb for sure. They need edge help. They need defensive help like crazy. Obviously there's going to be a lot of new things happening in, in, in the new systems and things of that nature. But as of now, man, Bradley Chubb's got to be the guy. I'm so tempted to take a second quarterback here <laughs> with the Browns. No, I'm this so is a tempted. predictive mock. I know, take... I know. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, I do think that, that they need some running back help, but I think that number four might be too rich for them if Saquon Barkley's off the board. So depending on how everything goes with Josh Gordon, um, let's. I, I'm going to give him Calvin Ridley here at number four, oh. and I know that's, that's pretty high for Calvin Ridley, but – I can see the Cleveland Browns, who have invested quite a quite a large amount of picks on defense in the last couple of years, I could see them really just going after offense this year and being like, we're tired of not scoring enough points to win right. games. Well, so, yeah, they spent a ton of money, like you said, on the defensive side of the ball, brought in a lot of players there. I think they feel like their their secondary can be added to without using top picks. And, I mean, yeah, if, if Barkley's off the board and they're not passionate about another running back, really makes sense because Corey Coleman, there's talk you could get traded. There's a lot of talk that he's already out there on the market. I mean, this is, you know, they could be losing out on him and the uncertainty with Josh Gordon that that receiving course bad as it is. So yeah, yeah, they got to get the top guy. So really actually makes some sense there. Uh, I know there'll be, you know, pushback against his age, but who cares? He's good. Uh, Denver Broncos. Oh man. I'm torn between a lot of different options for the Broncos here because I think they'd love to address offensive line, and if they address quarterback and free agency like a lot of people expect them to, they can do that. They can take Quentin Nelson here. They can take a top offensive tackle again. They can really fortify their offensive front. But as long as they don't have a quarterback in place, this is where Baker Mayfield comes off the board. Oh, you son of a gun. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm leaving him on the board. I, I apologize. This is where Josh Rosen comes off the board for me oh, okay good not baker mayfield i'm sorry good. i was looking good. ahead to the to the next team which is what i think <clears throat> the direction maybe you wanted to go or uh hmm. 
Um, yes, uh, I'm I'm gonna take Baker Mayfield <laughs> for the Jets. I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> no, it just um, this is a. I do wonder if Baker Mayfield's going to go this high. Um, and I know this is a predictive mock draft and um, we're, we're, we're trying to make it more what we do think is going to happen more of what we would do. I think both of us, uh, you and I w- would take Baker Mayfield in the top 10. Uh, we will see if, if other teams around the NFL will have that same kind of thinking, but I have to think, especially with two quarterbacks off the board that early, the jets needing one, they're going to take the next one. Why not take the guy who's dynamic enough who, who, has a knack for throwing touchdowns, um, has really improved every year that he's he's been a quarterback. So I got them taking Baker Mayfield there at six. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bucks are up at seven, I think. Don't blow it. I'll know, I, I know. if you do. I'm, I'm, I'll is, know if you do. This is tough, but I'm giving, him, I'm giving him Minka Fitzpatrick. I just don't love any pass rushers here. Uh, I, I think they need corner help. Somebody like Minka would just kind of break the mold in Tampa for a little bit. I don't know that they've got a guy I really like him, but I think he can give you a lot of things matchup-wise as a secondary. I think they really need that. Hargraves has been disappointing. Grimes is a free agent and, and aging, and I don't know. I think this is I think this is where you pull the trigger there. If Chubb's not on the board and you don't love, I just don't love any of these other pass rushers. That's what that's where I'd go with Tampa, but I just. I don't love him. Quentin Nelson could be an option or two. Darius Geis could have gone a couple different directions, but I'm giving him Minka. Mm. No, but, Minka makes sense. Minka, Minka does. I, I I wonder how much of an outside corner, like a full time right. outside corner, he could be. But um, it does make sense if he's certainly the talent that that can do it. Number eight, Chicago. I'm giving him Auden Tate, my oh, boy. Oh wow! From Florida State. Um, I'm going to give him Auden Tate at number eight. I think we're going to see throughout the draft process that Tate's going to be a guy who really rises. Uh, I liked a lot of what he did last year. And I think, you know, I, I, again, liked a lot of what he did this year. The quarterback play at Florida State was just so, so, so subpar. So I think Chicago's got to be able to get some, some weapons through the air to help out Mitchell Trubisky. Um, so I, I think that they're going to go wide receiver there. And I think Auden Tate's going to be a guy who rises up to the, to the top. All right, 49ers and Raiders tied for the next pick. There's going to be a coin flip. Give me heads or tails. You're the 49ers. Heads or tails? Um, Tails never fails, dude. Tails it is. 49ers on the clock. Hmm. Number nine, 49ers. No question they need uh, wide receiver pass catching help, but you know, two guys are already off the board. I don't love anybody here. Minka's off the board, a corner. Um, to me, offensive line and getting better there has to be the major priority. I really don't think Quint, uh, you know, the 49ers are going to care about like making a big splash with this pick. I think Quentin Nelson's the guy. I think he's going to start there for a long time. They get Josh Garnett back healthy after he missed this season. There's your two guards and off suddenly offensive line with Joe Staley, Trent Brown on the outside. That's a pretty good looking group for the 49ers. I think that Shanahan wants to be able to run the football at a high level and he knows that he needs improvements up front to be able to do that. No, I actually like that pick. Quentin Nelson there, right? That's what you said? Yes, sir. That's good stuff. So All right, so Oakland, Oakland picking at number 10. I mean, this is the easiest mock draft pick in the first round. Uh, if, Roquan, if Roquan Smith is there for Oakland, 
they're they're going to pick Roquan Smith. I think that linebacker has just been such an inconsistency, especially in the middle there for Oakland. I think they have decent. They're putting decent. I guess I'll say like playmaking guys like around that defense, but you still need you need that core guy. And even if you could say to yourself, well, you can you can get anybody to get a lot of tackles, and linebacker is not necessarily a different difficult position to teach. You still got to have it. Somebody's still got to be there. Somebody's still got to make the tackles. Roquan Smith is really instinctive about that. He'll be. I think he'll be able to elevate that Oakland defense almost immediately. Man, that puts the Dolphins in a tough spot because they would have loved a shot at Roquan. Guard, top ones off the board. They could use some help there. They may still look for the interior offensive line. I don't really know that running back scene is a huge priority for Miami right now, uh, given the way the Kenyon Drake played down the stretch at least. Uh, definitely not in the first round. I'm going to give him Rashawn Evans here. Uh, I think that Evans is a very versatile player. Um, he's the kind of guy that could fit into a number of different roles. Maybe, um, yes, he's not maybe he's not as polished as Roquan Smith, uh, but I think he's a really good player. Who fits the modern day linebacker. Uh, the Miami's linebacker play has just been really subpar. Timmons isn't going to last much longer there. I mean, he's he's aging as it is, and you know he could be a candidate to get cut. I think potentially, and Kiko Alonso has been a real disappointment, and so. I think they have a lot of holes and a lot of needs there, and I think Evans could help fill some of those. Oh, we got the Bengals next. Bengals at 12. Okay, so I think the Bengals need a decent amount of offensive line help. And uh, with you you taking the best one off the board, I'm going to give them Connor Williams from Texas because this is a guy that I think – I think teams are going to look at as potentially a versatile uh, offensive lineman. I think when he has been fully healthy at Texas, he's flashed pretty well. Uh, There are some things that he does really well. And and I also think that he is a guy who you can play either as a guard or a tackle, depending on what you need. I think Cincinnati has plenty of offensive line needs that they're going to have to address. So depending on what they might be able to do in free agency, I think Connor Williams would still be a good pick for them and a guy that they could kind of plug in a couple of different spots if they would like to. Yeah, it's probably not crazy realistic that we went was it 11 picks without a tackle coming off the board but this is a weak sure. tackle class i know there's already talk that three could go in the top 10 and some things like that but despite the fact right. this week but uh, we'll see how it all plays out i guess in the end man it puts me in a hard one washington's tough because let's say kirk cousins is back there and i think given the way this mocks unfolded and denver didn't get him and the jets didn't get him and Browns didn't get him. Then uh, I think there's decent chance Cousins is back there. I, I think they could use pass catching help to be honest, but I just don't know that I love any wide receiver this high uh, at this point in the draft. Um, you know, this is an offensive line that's pretty that's been built pretty well, but I think uh, doesn't really need to be addressed. I just keep looking at this team, and I know you're going to be really salty about this pick, but what if they had a dominant every down back? Uh, and I know Samaj P. Ryan's your boy, but I'm giving him Darius Geis. <laughs> I think Darius guys can do some work behind that offensive line in Washington and really take some pressure off Kirk Cousins. They haven't had a great running game there for a couple of years. No, I think – I mean, I, I can't be mad at, at you picking Darius guys anywhere because Darius guys is uh, one hell of an NFL draft prospect. So Green Bay up now at number 14. Green Bay, to me, has just been a team, and I know they need some interior offensive line help. I just don't necessarily love picking any of the interior offensive linemen at 14. If it's not Quentin Nelson, so I'm gonna go to a different side. I'm gonna give them Cortland Sutton. Um, I'm gonna give Aaron Rodgers a legit weapon that he needs. I think that the consistency between he and um, between he and Randall Cobb fell off. Um, I think certainly the with him and 
with him, Nelson, it might not be what it's going to be. And, and with them both aging, I think there's a chance that that might go down a little bit. I, I don't think you want to afford Aaron Rodgers to have to have a step back or make up for things in areas that he necessarily wouldn't have to. So I think the offensive line, interior offensive line, is his pick. If they don't go this way, but I'm going to give him Cortland Sutton to keep weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Mm, Arizona's on the clock. Man, that offensive line was so bad. I know they have big needs at quarterback, but I don't know where they're where are they gonna feel you know, are they gonna what's the gonna be the priority there? I mean, I don't could they just go out and get a guy in free agency this year? You know, are they gonna get one of the options that's available there? Um, you know, this is a team that is going to be facing obviously some changes, new head coach, uh, new offensive system, I would imagine. So a lot of unknowns with Arizona, but I know that they need offensive line help. Um, but DJ Humphreys comes back. Jared Veld here, you know, these guys haven't played up to standard. They need to bring in some competition for those guys. Both of them really struggled when they were healthy, and Humphreys was barely healthy, and that's been kind of a trend. Um, and so I think I'm going Orlando Brown here. I think that he's going to come off the board to the Cardinals, and they're going to try and get better uh, at offensive tackle where they were just horrendous this season. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So for the Baltimore Ravens, I am going to give them James Washington. And I'm picking, I'm picking a lot of wide receivers today. You uh, are. Not sure, not sure if this actually happens. But, I mean, the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, man, they, they need some kind of consistency at the wide receiver level. I think that they've tried to invest in it before um, just for whatever reason. They've either had guys not be able to produce or guys who have stayed hurt, or maybe a combination of the both. And so James Washington's kind of a reliable guy who you can plug in to be. I mean, we've seen – you and I have talked that we don't really know what to do with James Washington, but, I mean, the fact of the matter is he has produced as a deep wide receiver. Uh, he can produce with the ball in his hands, all that kinds of stuff. And so Baltimore, just because you've you've swung and missed on some wide receivers in the past, if, if you still haven't fixed it yet, you got to keep plugging away at it. So um, so hope that Washington can be a little bit more consistent for the Ravens. Chargers could be looking for a quarterback in the future, but I'm giving him Maurice Hurst. He's still on the board at this point. Imagine a three technique like Maurice Hurst on that defensive line. Oh, my goodness. That pass rushing group, even in base, whatever it might be, Bosa, Ingram, Hurst. Oh, Chargers can dominate people up front. They really don't have a lot of holes. They don't have great safety play. Maybe safety could, could be an option here. They have never really replaced Eric Weddle, but, I mean, I think that this is a pretty – fairly complete Chargers team. They've got weapons in the passing game. They've got a running back. I know they want to find Phillip Rivers' successor. That'll happen later in the draft. The offensive line solid. And remember, Forrest Lamp didn't even play this year. Now you've got Feeney in there, and uh, Barksdale's a good right tackle. So there's there's some good talent on this Chargers offensive line and team in general. And I think that, uh, man, if you get a guy like Maurice Hurst, I think that defensive front can become that much better, even against the pass and against the run. It's uh, truly terrifying. To think of Maurice Hurst next to right, Joey Bosa. Right. Um, Seattle. Uh, Mike McGlinchey's still on the board, right? Oh, yeah. I think? All right. So, so is Chuck Wuma Okora for. I, I know. I, I was tempted to say him as well, but I didn't want to botch his name. So, <laughs> because of that, we're going to give him Mike McGlinchey. But, I mean, I, I do think that I do think that McGlinchey is going to go higher than Okora for him anyway, um, just because – 
McGlinchey's been talked about for a long time. I think the teams are pretty invested in him. They've seen him. They're going to think that they're getting a real consistent tackle prospect, and that's something that Seattle's offensive line hasn't had in a long time, and that is consistency. So I think he'll start out playing right tackle for, for the Seahawks, and that'll probably be good for McGlinchey as well to start out as a right tackle. So I think it works pretty good here. Oh, man, the Cowboys, they're going to be ticked. They didn't get somebody like uh, Maurice Hurst. A couple spots he gets taken off the board ahead of him. I don't think the Cowboys have a ton of holes, to be honest. I mean, guard could be a spot that they look at. Uh, but, you know, they're set in stone at quarterback. Tight ends another another option, but this might be a little high for that. they got a lot of, like, secondary needs that they can find later in the draft. What they really need is a, a big play wide receiver. But I, I I don't love anybody there that's left on the board because you drafted all the receivers. So <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking Derek Nottie, uh for the Cowboys. I think they could use a big – run stuffing nose tackle middle of the field type of guy and i think they'd like to go in another direction maybe like i said with wide receiver tight end but i don't know that anybody really fits the bill here uh they've drafted well the secondary a lot of their young guys look pretty good so i don't think there's a a real need there Uh, i really think they're going to you know let jalen smith play and obviously have sean lee and they've got good pass rushing on the outside right now maybe another guy later in the draft but uh right now i think uh naughty's the guy uh, to look for for the cowboys at, at number 19. So I think there's 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 certainly talk of, of who is the third running back that's going to go off the board, right? I think everybody thinks that Saquon's going to be the first. Geis will probably be the second. Mm-hmm. But here for Detroit, I'm actually going to give them Bryce Love uh, because oh, I, I, think wow. Detroit, I think Detroit has a lot of running back needs, and they've tried to plug and play it with like a committee of three different guys here. Um, they're, you know, they're running it from the shotgun yet. They're trying, they're, they're trying a little bit to control the ball here and there. And it just hasn't worked because I think there's too many moving parts. I think Bryce love has told, taught us this year that he has the talent to be able to be a running back, to run from the shotgun run from the eye formation, um, be a little scat back, be a receiver, like all of these kinds of things that Detroit has been looking for for the running back. Because let's face it, you know, as long as Matthew Stafford is going to be there, Detroit will never be this 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 eye formation pound the rock kind of team and you you talked about earlier on a podcast it was what like 20 years or something since they were yeah insane amount of time you know and so detroit is never going to be that kind of like super pound the rock kind of a team but i do think that they can get more consistent obviously running the football and i think that starts with getting a running back who can do it all for what you want to do i think bryce love would actually work really well in detroit all right, we got the Bills back-to-back. I'm picking 21st. You're picking 22nd. I'm going to tee you up for the pick. I think I know you want to make. Maybe you have to figure out what I'm talking about. But I think oh, no. I know what you want to do at 22 with the Bills pick, considering what could happen at a certain position for them this offseason. So at 21, I'm going to give him Vita Vey. Uh, I, I mean, they lost Darius. You know, Kyle Williams is aging. They need a difference maker on the interior. The run defense was 29th in the league this season, and I think – Vea's flexibility is going to give them some options uh, as a pass rusher and uh, his ability to be an overpowering run defender. I don't know where I'm at on Vea yet because there are some technique issues, but, man, he's so freaking powerful. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where people fall on Vita Vea as the process uh, unfolds, but I am going to give him to the Bills at uh, 21. I think that's a direction they could be headed. Okay, so I assume you're setting me up for a quarterback, right? Correct. I'm you're you're not gonna go that direction. I'm trying to think of which quarterback you want me to have him take. Because Well no no no, it's your call. I just meant Baker's the position. not on the board, right? Well I'm not I know, but now I'm all right, you, all right. You know what? You know who they're gonna pick? You know who they're actually gonna pick with this pick? 
Mason Rudolph. That's who they're gonna pick. Unbelievable. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna pick Mason Rudolph because this is this is the, what they're gonna do mock draft, right? Right. Sean McDermott has tried so hard to make Nate Peterman a thing, <laughs> and and you can just see that he is gonna take Mason Rudolph over Lamar Jackson. You just know it. Oh gosh, <laughs> I would. You scream. just know it. I would scream if that happened. That would be peak Bills. There you go, Mason Rudolph. I mean, I guess I could have picked Josh Allen. Do the Bills? Do Bills fans here? Real quick. I thought you were gonna me, text me. Yes. Do you want them to draft Josh Allen or <laughs> no? You want them to draft Mason Rudolph? We're not live. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> never mind. You get Rudolph then. Uh, Rams are on the clock at twenty-three. Oh my goodness, they need linebacker help, man. But they paid Ogletree all that money. I don't know if they're gonna see it that way. Um, man, Mark Barron is terrible. Ogletree's bad. They were so exposed against the Vic- or against the Falcons. Um, yeah, I don't think their cornerback plays terrible, but I mean, it could definitely stand to see some improvement. And I think the offensive line could get even better. Uh, but I don't love any of the tackle options here just yet. I got to finish Okora for Zeval. Um, I'm going to give him Jair, Jair Alexander. I think Jair Alexander is a really, really good player. There you go. Nice. Um, I, I really have yet to dive into the cornerback group, but I like what I've seen from guys like Isaiah Oliver and Josh Jackson. And I think they could go higher than what we've done so far in this mock. Um, but I just haven't di- I, that, the whole secondary group. I haven't really, you know, dove into uh, really strong yet. So uh, right now, Jair's one of the guys that I've seen, and I think that he fits what the Rams uh, like in, at the cornerback position. All right, Carolina. We all watched the Carolina game last night. Did you watch the game last night? Oh yeah. How many years are they going to continue to let wide receiver be a weakness? Listen. You you took all the wide receivers off the board, man. I, I don't care. I don't. You care. screwed the Panthers over. I don't care. They're taking. <laughs> um, did Deontay Burnett officially declare, or do we know that? No. Yeah, I don't think he has. I haven't seen anything. No. Okay, so you actually, have you have Marcel Aitman. Ugh, that's like Calvin Benjamin two point um, Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, uh, your boy Jaleel Scott. Uh, oh, Christian Kirk. 97. You know what? You know what? I'm actually gonna give them. I'm actually gonna give them uh, Notre Dame's wide receiver Equiminius St. Brown okay. um, because I think I think the NFL is decently higher on St. Brown than kind of the talk that we're giving them in draft circles right now. This guy who's uh, a six-five wide receiver who's also proven to be a, a deep down the field threat, and I think that's exactly what Carolina kind of has looked for in their wide receivers. And so I do think the St. Brown is probably going to end up being a first-round prospect uh, because teams are going to love his size and how he can still attack the deep part of the field. So I think Carolina is the team that pulls the trigger on him. Maybe even if some of those wide receivers that I, I had already picked are still on the board, I think St. Brown would be tempting for Carolina. No Derwin James in our first round. Well. How do you feel about that? If Florida State actually played him in a real position, we wouldn't be here, would we? <laughs> also, no Denzel Ward. We kind of forgot about him, I feel like. Uh, I might have uh, – I don't know. I like Alexander, too. Um, here's our first round. Sam Darnold went off the board to number one to Cleveland. Saquon Barkley, two, to the Giants. Bradley Chubb to the Colts at number three. Uh, Calvin Ridley to the Browns at number four. Josh Rosen becomes Denver's new quarterback of the future. Baker Mayfield, the Jets' new quarterback of the future. Minka Fitzpatrick gives the Bucks a legit corner. Auden Tate to the Bears at number eight. Quentin Nelson fortifies the 49ers offensive line at number nine. Roquan Smith to the Raiders at 10. Miami gets Rashawn Evans 
uh, a linebacker for the for themselves at uh, number 11. Connor Williams uh, for the offensive line at Cincinnati at number 12. Darius Geis to Washington gives him a feature back. Uh, Cortland Sutton to Green Bay at number 14 gives him another receiver. Orlando Brown uh, to the Cardinals at number 15. James Washington to Baltimore at number 16. Maurice Hurst to the Chargers at number 17. Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle to the Seahawks at 18. 19 is the Cowboys going with Derek Nottie uh, to fortify the run defense. Bryce Love goes to Detroit at number 20. Vita Vea to Buffalo at number 21. Uh, then Mason Rudolph in the back-to-back Bills picks to the Bills at number 22. Jair Alexander at number 23 goes to the Rams. And Equaminius St. Brown to the Carolina Panthers at number 24. There's your top 24. Those are all the teams that are set in stone at this point. We still got, what, how many teams? Eight teams alive? I'm not good at math, but. Yeah. Eight teams, yep. Eight teams. So we'll uh, have to hit you back on the next Mock Draft Monday. We're going to have Senior Bowl preview stuff throughout this week. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff as the roster is almost set in stone. There's been reports Josh Allen's going to say yes to his invitation. Morton, Chris Mortensen reported that uh, like a couple days ago. And they he said it would happen, I think it was Saturday he said it would happen. And here we are on Monday and we haven't heard anything yet. Um, so waiting to kind of hear about Josh Allen uh, and whether he's going to say yes to the senior bowl, but this group is almost set in stone. There's only a few roster spots up in the air. Um, I'd imagine it'll be that way until right up until, uh, the senior bowl. So it's going to be fun. Really looking forward to it. And also next week, Trevor, you will have boots on the ground in St. Petersburg for the shrine game. And we're going to have reports right from there for you guys on how the practices are going there. So you said that's always a good time there and a good chance to see some prospects down there. Oh, it's great. Uh, you get the the access that you get to the players and seeing the practices and everything. You get to just stand basically right on the sideline as, as you're watching these guys go through drills and everything. So, um, no, it's been it, it was great last year, and I'm sure it'll be even better this year. Awesome. So we'll look forward to those uh, updates and reports as well. Uh, until next time, which will be tomorrow, by the way, keep it locked right here on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.